0: I am at the office, John Boy Media Studios. So, a lot of different technology. It was a well-oiled machine when I was doing this from home. I need people in the chat to just let me know how the audio sounds. I'm running the air conditioner, which we're testing if I need to turn that off as I go. If you guys can hear hear it in the background or if the mics don't pick it up. Whoa, what the hell is this? Something, I can hear myself playing back to me. What in the hell? All right, some, some difficulties. Anyway, Facebook, we got morning in the UK, 5 a.m. wake up, let's go. Oh, yeah, morning from Indiana, from Holland. Whoa, what's up, Armand in Holland? Uh, YouTube, we got Abe, we got Josh, we got Scott, we got Jake. Beau Clore, Hayden in uh, Periscope, uh, cool, what up everyone, how you doing? Yeah, this is uh, the little uh, studio-esque place, oh, not Mr. Moon just said something I need to touch on, anyway, cool, you can hear me, it's good, I got the light on me, I don't know if, how often I'll be doing this here or there, you should see my fucking screen right now. Maybe I'll tweet this out from the the morning. I'll send it to producer Luke. He can tweet out from the morning Twitter studio. It's just me. A bunch of different ways. I got to get out of that. It's scary. Welcome to the morning show. My name is Jimmy, a.k.a. You may know me as John Boy. This is the morning show. It's bite-sized interest of everything I like. American history, American geography, baseball, books, music. So. It's Friday. It's my first time doing it in the office. I covered that. This is interesting. Three different pictures of myself on the screen. And I can see that Facebook is way more delayed than the other ones. What an interesting thing. All right. Um, Cool. Hello. Got to get my bearings. I got uh, iced coffee today because it's getting hot out, so I'm excited about that. And then I got a smoothie i haven't had breakfast yet i'm gonna have a smoothie for breakfast friday we have i don't know we have a we have a good slate of of shows that have come out today we got talking baseball today we sat down with aj schnack the director of long gone summer the new documentary coming out on barry Bond, oh, barry bonds of uh, sammy sosa and mark mcguire in the home run race of 1998 Talked with him. We got to watch it. We had him on. We talked about it. Very, very cool story. I mean, an amazing summer for baseball. Like, it was the biggest story. It was the biggest sports story. It dominated, so that's cool. Uh, Talking Yanks. Actually, Talking Yanks isn't out yet. We're doing an interview at 1 o'clock today, and then it will be out as soon as we're done recording and editing. So it's a bit of a delay today. Talking Giants, I think they're out. What we're listening to, I know that's out. John Boy and Jake TV is out, and not Mr. Moon mentioned it. We did uh, another episode of that show, Three's a, Three's a Crowd, which is a, a show, an old show on Game Show Network where they had a husband sit down and his assistant sit next to him and his wife sit next to him, and tra- they asked questions, who knew, who, knew, who knew the husband better? But in, they don't, it's not just a who knows him better, like, what's his favorite food? It's like really fucked up. You know, they, this this episode opened up, the first question was, how many times have you been to your assistant's house? And the one guy goes, well, this will probably end in a divorce, but I'd say about 50. And then just watch it if you want or don't. It's so messed up. It's so messed up. And then we have watching baseball, which is the 2017 wildcard game. The Yankees won. First inning, Didi home run. Bam, Sevy couldn't do it. Bam! So that's everything that's coming out today. We're recording an interview today for Talking Yanks. We're recording a bunch of laughs from the past. Thanks to everyone who listened to the little laughs yesterday on laughs from the past. I think producer Luke just told me that we we like broke a download record with that one, so that's cool. Um, what else? What else is going on today? We're gonna record another watching baseball and then announce that those are coming to an end. Work on some breakdowns today. I have a meeting at some point. I don't know. Fun day. Let's get to the weather. I don't have the soundboard right now, so I can't play the... That's all I have to say about that drop. Can't do it. In Little Compton, Rhode Island, it's 66 degrees and cloudy. 66 degrees and cloudy in Little Compton, Rhode Island. Little Compton, Rhode Island is a sight because... Oh, shit. Look at this. This, it's like a peninsula, kind of, or like the corner. It's got two sides surrounded. Is there a word for pieces of land that have two sides surrounded by water? You know, all of them's an island. Three of them's a peninsula. Is there a word for two? Just a corner spot? Corner lot? It's a corner lot. And uh, Rhode Island's a fucked up state because they just went and stole everyone's coastline. You know? Some towns that have coastline, automatic moneymaker. Jersey Shore it's going to make money every summer. People are going to go to the beach. They're going to rent houses. They're going to spend money, you know, in Florida. They can replenish the sand nonstop, which costs millions of dollars because they know they just got an economy right there. What Rhode Island did was genius. They just said, hey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, we're going to steal all your fucking uh, oceanfront land, and we're just going to grab that. So kind of bullshit. But I actually think Rhode Island was started because the dude got kicked out of his religion and then just started Rhode Island. I think it's right on the border. You see this? This is the border of Massachusetts and Rhode Island. Right on the border. So I wanted to see. This is what I did. This is what I did last night when I was looking at this. Um, well, first, do I have any even fun facts about Rhode Island? Little Compton. It was named after some place called something Lulla Compton in England so they named it Little Compton cuz that's what all the people that came over from England they just they're very not non-creative with their town names New England New Britain New London New Fairfield New Milford just like where where did we just come from okay well this is the new version of that But Little Compton there are no stoplights or four-way intersections at all in Little Compton They say it's like traveling back in time when you visit there. Um, But this is what I did. Check this out. Where's the border? There's people. There's houses on the border. There's a house on the border somewhere I was looking at. So, this is the border, right? So, this road goes on the border. Mullen Drive's on the border. Where was it? It was L something, I think. Just skimming the border... Where the fuck is it? Polo Club. That's cool. I think I passed it. I was trying to find neighbors who live on the same exact street, but one house is in one state and the other house is in another state. And it exists. I found it. Where was it? All these woods. Mullen Drive. This it? Yeah, so check this out. This is the state line. So this house is in Mass. This driveway is in Massachusetts. And this one, right next door, their neighbor, lives in Rhode Island. Like, do you think those guys play, pay different taxes? Or is there some, like, skirty, like, is there, like, a, uh, a buffer zone on state borders? Where, like, one town's like, hey, technically we're over the line, but that's our, like, town. You pay our taxes. I don't know how it works. This guy's house, the driveway, Mullen Hill Road, it's in Rhode Island the whole way. Half of his house. Oh, that's kind of cool, man. This house is half in Rhode Island, half in Mass. So you park the car in Massachusetts, and if you walk all the way back, let's say this is the master bedroom, that's in Rhode Island. That's a fun fact if you if you bring, like, you know, a house guest, and then they walk from the kitchen to the bedroom and then you go No you're in Rhode Island Is that how that works? How do state borders work? Yeah this, this guy This guy takes The road in Massachusetts His driveway starts in Massachusetts and Then he enters Rhode Island Like if this guy doesn't have a sign Halfway through his driveway That says welcome to Rhode Island That's a great Dad joke Can't even drop a map down here Sucks I mean these Border towns have to exist everywhere But Another one These guys pull in Rhode Island Driveway starts in Rhode Island Then they move Is that Let me drop the dude They got Google Maps on Boardwalks in Australia And Walking paths in Central Park But Lil Compton To get snow love Oh this is cool This little bay On Quicksand Pond Is called The Gut Let's go hang out At the Gut tonight Quicksand Pond Wonder why people Wonder if people have died Anyway How do border towns work That was my main question I thought thought that was cool And, yeah, someone should send that house a welcome to Rhode Island. Put it in the middle of your driveway. Bam. Just zooming in and zooming out. That's all I got on Little Compton. Wonder what Compton was named for. Pottersville Road? It's an unfortunate name of road. All right. That's all I got in Little Compton. Play the sound drop that I don't have. That's all I got to say about that. The player of the day is Monty Kennedy. Monty Kennedy, look at that! Look at that pose he's in. Why'd they take pictures, picture, pictures of pictures in that pose? Someone in the chat said, I have a family member whose house sits on the Georgia and North Carolina line. They pay taxes in both. No way. What? Why would you buy the house? Why would you build the house? See, seems like a, a real oversight to build a house on a border knowing you're going to have to pay two taxes. Might be just, like, knock the house in half. Rent out the other half, and then that family pays those taxes. I don't know. Uh, All right, so, anyway, Monty Kennedy. Monty Kennedy was a flamethrower. Like, dude threw hard. They said he threw incredibly fast. And he never had any time in the minors, I read, and because the war broke out. And in the war, he pitched in the Army base or the Navy or the Air Force. And he was fucking, like, lights out. Really good. And he was playing against other big leaguers and and professional baseball players. He never saw action. So he just hung out at the base and played baseball. So when he came back, they heard about how good he was in the war. And they were like, let's just have this kid join the team. So he didn't get a lot of professional innings in the minor leagues, and they say he wasn't fine-tuned enough because if you look at his baseball reference, the first year he led the league in walks with 116 walks. There's some, uh there's some mean quotes about this dude, Monty Kennedy. He did pitch in the World Series uh, against the Yankees, and I think Yogi Berra hit a home run off him. Pitching postseason. Monty Kennedy, born May 11th, 1922. Um, where is it on screen for you guys? So he pitched against the Yankees in 1951. In game, he pitched in game four and game five. In game four, he did pretty good. Two strikeouts in the one inning. In game five, he did not do good. Yankees blew him out. And Monty Kennedy, he came in in the top of the fourth. And he, where are we, where are we, where are we, where are we? Okay, top of the screen. He struck out Eddie Lepat. He walked Gene Woodling. Phil Rizzuto hits a three, a two-run homer off him. Yogi pops out. DiMaggio singles. Johnny Mize. Pops out. And that's all? Okay. So a two-run homer by by Phil. Sucks. Sucks, Monty. If you go to his, uh, like, Sabre bio, there were some quotes that were rather unfavorable. One was just that he was a jinx. It was... Um, let me fix the screen here. So, like... One quote was, where the fuck is it? There it is. So they said about him, Monty Kennedy, cool name. If Kennedy walked into any training camp with a mask on, so Corona times, let's say Corona times. If Kennedy walked into any training camp with a mask on and started throwing, The manager would hand him a fountain pen as soon as he let go with two or three pitches. But when he removed the mask, the skipper would wince. Not that Monty isn't a handsome chap, but he's a jinx. Tough quote. Like, you got all the talent in the world, dude. You're just jinxed. Not much you can do about that. Which, that sucks. This guy said. This guy said, um, "You don't give up on pitchers who can throw like him. You have you have got to hope and work that they come through. You can bet any scout he can go from Boston to San Diego, Minneapolis to Houston, crisscross the country without finding a prospect who can throw like Kennedy. Nobody lets a fellow like that go, not for a long time." I think they eventually did let him go. All the catchers and stuff have quotes in this article about how fast he threw. And uh, he threw, he was like the fastest thrower of his time. He didn't even like need a second pitch, but then he needed a second pitch and he had a terrible second pitch and he was tipping it. So who knows? He's in like top lists of like hyped prospects that flamed out. And he only played for, his real name was Montia. Montia. Yeah, Montia to go by Monty. And he's buried at Dale Memorial Park in Chesterfield, Virginia. Go visit, say hi. He had an eight year career and he went to the bullpen for the last three years. Brutal. Everyone's like, well, if they let him pitch in the minors and gain some control before going to go the majors, he probably would have been one of the greats. Which I'm sure Monty loved hearing. I'm sure he was ecstatic about that. One more thing I'm going to look at. I like looking at uh, versus Hall of Famers. I think that's subscribe. Ah, new computer. But they're giving it to us anyway. Um, Are they not? Well, whatever. I'm not logged in. Oh, it remembered my password. Baseball reference change to stat head. Okay, so choose a batter filter, choose a system how do I <clears throat> how do I do uh, just just Hall of Famers like we used to do? Huh. The new baseball reference. Where's the Hall of Famer button? Motherfuckers. All right, I guess we can't do that anymore. Sucks that I just told you guys how much I liked it. Stan Musial crushed Monty Kennedy. Same with Eno Slaughter. Peanuts Lowry. Pee Wee Reese. I love these damn names. Peanuts Lowry. Peanuts. What do you think Peanuts' real first name is? One-time All-Star. Peanuts Lowry. Real name Harry Lee. Harry Lee, how do you think he got his nickname Peanuts? This, I gotta know. Peanuts. Many of the popular Our gang comedies were filmed there and Peanuts occasionally appeared as an extra in them. His usual nickname came either from the fact that his grandfather described him as no bigger than a peanut or because actress Thelma Todd reportedly Double reportedly gained his good behavior By promising to buy him some peanuts What? How do you not know? How do you not know why you call a guy peanuts? Because his grandfather used to say he's no bigger than a peanut Which I bet he was And Thelma Todd reportedly gained his good behavior by promising to buy him some peanuts. What? I feel like you got to know why you call a kid peanuts. Stole 26 bases one year. Look at this. It says that uh, he started in center the next day, batting third in the lineup between Phil Philabuck Cavaretti and Bill Swish Nicholson and went hitless. So just some more good names. Anyway, that was Peanuts Lowry. Not the player of the day. The player of the day was Monty. Monty Kennedy. Everyone's favorite Monty. But Jordan Montgomery's coming for him. Middle name, Calvin. Calvin. Learn how to speak, idiot. Flamethrower, flamed out. Story as old as time. Someone said what about the nickname Philabuck? Yeah, what is that? I mean his name was Phil. It didn't even come up. His name was Phil Philabuck baseball. Phil nicknamed Philabuck by Charlie Grimm. It sounds like it sounds like just like a, a saying like you just put that at the end of it. Philabuck Nicknamed Philabuck by Charlie Grimm, Phil Cavaretti could very well have been Mr. Cub before Ernie Banks. So they don't give the reason why. People just gave nicknames out and they didn't remember why they gave them out. Philabuck. That's Monty. That's all I got to say about that. Random book of the day. I'm keeping it simple, guys. It's, uh, it's Wild Bill. It's Wild Bill because you guys know I'm reading this currently and I just... I've been crushing it because I wake up at 5 a.m. now, walk the dog, and then I just read for a little bit. And I, did I tell you that I ordered the paperback? No more hardcover. Fuck that. Can't even bring it around with me. It's too heavy. I'm such a loser, though. I ordered the, I ordered the, did I ever tell you this? I ordered the paperback and I sat there and like all the, all the highlighting and, and, and flagging and marking, I like had both books in front of me and I like switched them over. Very, just a loser Just a book loser, book nerd Alright, so this is where I'm at in this book, guys It's pretty interesting Wild Bill is the most famous gunfighter ever He's like the talk of the town The dime novels write stories about him every, every time They're always not really that true But people are scared of him He dresses like a dandy But Wild Bill Hickok starts going blind Which is really not good when you're a sharpshooter not blind. His eyes are sore, his vision goes blurry. Kind of like maybe what Brandon Drury had. Uh Wild Bill Hickok without the good vision. What are you? Because you got to kill people that try to kill you and um and and man, he uh he that sucks. People would like ride into town to be the person that killed Wild Bill Hickok, you know, it was like a thing. And his vision's going blurry. So he had to he had to quit being a marshal. He had to really quit like getting in trouble with people, so he tries to be an actor. Uh, Buffalo Bill Cody put together a stage play where a bunch of people from the West sit around a fire, tell stories, and uh, Wild Bill's part of it, and it's, it's it's so bad that people love it. It's so bad that it makes tons of money. They're just terrible at acting. They have, like, you know, Indians come, and they get in fights, and it's it's brutal, and the the crowds are coming in droves, but they're laughing at them, not with them. And uh, Wild Bill's, like, making more money than he's ever made, but he's so embarrassed because he's a guy whose stature is all about being badass and people being in, intimidated. Uh, Abe says, doesn't dandy mean not macho? Yeah, he didn't dress like a macho dude. He dressed in, like, floral vests and, and poofy white shirts and, he had curly long hair, but he, but he was, you know, he's, he was uh, the juxtaposition there between his, the way he carried himself and, and then the way he carried himself was cool. So, finally, Wild Bill gets so fed up being in this stage play that he knows he sucks at and he knows they're laughing at him that he leaves. He's like, fuck this, I'm out, and bounces. Then he finds out that there's a... There's a bootleg version of the bad play and an actor claiming to be Wild Bill in this bootleg version of the same play, Scouts of the Frontier or something like that. And uh, he, Scouts of the Plains. So Wild Bill goes to this theater, um, where is it? Yes, Hickok attended that night sitting in the first row. He was appalled by what he saw, not just that it was a second-rate version of what had been a third-rate play to begin with, but seeing it from the perspective of the audience, Hickok was intensely embarrassed to have been in it. So he sees it, and he's like, holy shit, I get why they were laughing at us now. This is brutal. And then during a scene where the Hickok, who's the guy pretending to be Wild Bill, is fighting off several Comanche warriors, the real Wild Bill couldn't take it anymore. He jumped onto stage. A manager rushed, rushed to try and stop him. Hickok just tossed him into the orchestra pit. He went up to the actor that was pretending to be him, just socked him right in the face um, into the, the drapes and the cheap scenery that was, that was going. So that all falls down. Punches the dude. Wild Bill walks back to his seat in the front row and says, Okay, I think the show can go on now. It's going to be better now. <laughs> and uh which is quite the scene. Imagine if you're the actor that's that's playing that's faking being Wild Bill, and then the real Wild Bill shows up. I mean, that's gotta be scary. You gotta be shitting yourself, like, oh fuck this dude. I'm pretending to be him and he's the most feared guy. So then he punches you in the face, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's how that was gonna go. So then the 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 policeman who was at the show. Walked to the front row and was like, yo, Wild Bill, I got to arrest you. And Wild Bill said, "Uh, you'll probably need help with that. So the the policeman says, yeah, you're right. Okay, so he got another cop. So now there's two of them. And Wild Bill said, better get more help. So then the two of them were like, oh, shit. So they called, like, the sheriff to come down. And the sheriff comes and goes, all right, now, Mr. Hickok, will you come with us? And he was like, yeah, sure. And he went to jail. And then, he, then they fined him $3. And then he never did show business again. Wild, wild time in his life, I guess. I don't know. I just laughed thinking about that dude who's like, yeah, I, I got long hair. I, I can be Wild Bill and plays him, and then Wild Bill shows up. What, what, what's that like? Like, if you're um, if you're a cover band... Right, And then the the real lead singer comes up And it's like Oh I hope he fucking likes this And then when the real singer Doesn't like how you're covering his bands That's probably scary That's probably scary So uh, That was Wild Bill The Thespian It didn't go that well But I'm almost done I'm, I'm at the point in the book Where he's going to Deadwood Which is awesome, because I love Deadwood. Well, it looks like this chapter he's going to go to Cheyenne, and then chapter after that, he's going to meet Calamity Jane, which means he's going to Deadwood soon. Yeah, so excited about finishing this. Almost done. But, dude, Tom Clavin writes history really well. Interesting. Cool. Happy Abner Doubleday Day. We did a whole last from the past episode on Abner Double Day. And I don't know if you guys knew the true story about Abner Doubleday, but he did not invent baseball at all. And he's credited with inventing baseball, which is kind of funny. It's a really weird story. People, a magazine asked people, hey, do you know what's the earliest memory you have of the sport of baseball? Because we want to find out how it got invented. And some... Guy named Abner in Colorado, Abner Doubleday's dead at this time. When they asked this question, uh, some guy in Colorado named Abner as well, Team Abner, wrote back to the magazine and said it was invented by Abner Doubleday, who who did a lot of cool shit in his life, like in the war and stuff. He didn't invent baseball, but this crazy dude in Colorado who actually went to like a psych ward and had electroshock therapy and was a drunk and stuff just wrote into a magazine and was like, oh, it was Abner Doubleday who invented the great game of baseball. And the magazine was like, Abner Doubleday, the war hero? Oh, that is awesome. So then they just wrote that Abner Doubleday invented baseball, but, like, he didn't. Not even a little bit, did he? He didn't even like baseball, I think, is what we read. Well, anyway, that's that's an abridged version. We did the entire story on Laughs from the Past, and it was like, what? It is crazy. I have too much stuff in my pocket. Look at this. Too much stuff. Want it all out. Um, so, yeah, Abner Doubleday. It's happy Abner Doubleday day. If Abner Doubleday was alive, he'd be like, well, I didn't invent baseball, but you can celebrate all the other shit I did. So, let's celebrate Abner. What did he do? He was an officer in the United States Army. He was, um, yeah, he fought at Gettysburg and all that stuff. So let's just celebrate that. Dude didn't invent baseball. He just had a bunch of Abners trying to. I wonder what they say on Wikipedia. Although Doubleday achieved minor fame as a competent combat general, he is more widely known as the supposed inventor of the game of baseball. Yeah, but he's not. Not, despite the lack of solid evidence linking Doubleday to the origins of baseball, Cooperstown, New York became the new home of what is what. Oh, producer Luke came in because he's also a producer on Last Pass. He invented, yeah, he invented the railway, the San Francisco like trolleys. Yeah, okay, I think that's what it was. Let me see. Um, he obtained a patent on the cable car railway that's still there. So, if you want to celebrate Abner Doubleday, those fucking cool trolleys in San Francisco, that's what he did. Um, yes, someone, whoever's running the John Boy Media account, his obituary said he hated outdoor sports, but he celebrated as the inventor of baseball. It's weird. It's just a weird thing. It's like, hey, uh, Cooperstown, fix that, maybe? I mean, you're, you know, well, whatever. Alright, I'll look at the chat a little bit. Um how's the the people on Facebook? There's I don't have up. Uh Friday night in Sydney. On to beers already. Cool. You have your own baseball card yet? No, we don't have our own baseball card yet. Uh I think I think you can do it. Like I think tops you can like just like you can I think there's a way that we could do that if we wanted to, but I mean I don't got time to put work into that shit. There's a, you know, like I'm not going to like design a card and upload it and stuff just to be then be like, I got my own card. It's like, seems like, I don't know, waste of time. Um, that's what like YouTube did with the plaque. When I got, uh, when we broke whatever amount of subscribers gets you the plaque for YouTube, Everyone was like, get it, get it. So I looked into it, and it's like a whole process to order it just to show it off. I'm not fucking doing that. I got, I don't got free time. Um, why would you mention how much you hate sports in your obituary? Well, you don't get to write your own obituary. For sure, you don't get to write your own obituary. But, uh, but he, I, they just said he like didn't like the outdoors or something like that. I don't know. It was a, it was like a weird line. You should write a book. That'd be fun. I've written two. But they were just like hobbies that I did in college. I just like doing stuff. Um, okay. Let's see. God invented baseball. I think you're going to have a tough time proving that as well. Some obituaries are random. Yeah, we ran into a weird obituary the other day. All right. I hope everyone has a fantastic Friday evening. Um... If you have, Abe, I saw at the top of the show you asked if Producer Luke takes song recommendations. If anyone has recommendations of any kind, uh, Morning by John Boy on Twitter and Morning by John Boy on Instagram will be the places. Follow there, interact there, and um, and like that's where we can do all that. And I think I made a Spotify playlist of all the songs I play. I haven't shared that yet. I'd made that like a week ago, and I never told anyone about it. I don't know. I should have told people about that, but yeah, there is one. If you ever want to see that, oh, they're taking the dumpster out. Can you hear that? Taking the dumpster out next door. Someone, is, oh, someone wants to talk the challenge real quick. Well, the challenge on MTV had it just had a banger of an episode. I thought the Wes and Bananas elimination kinda, I wasn't that into it. Like that, that rivalry so staged, everything so staged. Um, but I thought the snake move that Bananas and Josh pulled. On D, this week was so cool. And then I thought the chat, the elimination itself was different and new and really fun. Um, someone asked, "Did you notice the D editing job on the challenge this week?" Do you do you think so? They would have to like really change stuff to edit it. Um, I didn't notice that they they did anything, but like, I think. She painted herself as a villain and wanted to be a villain anyway. She sucks, so I don't, I don't know. I'm glad she's not on the show anymore. Spoiler, I just spoiled it for everyone. I got to play the music through my phone, which is kind of harder. Uh, drop the Spotify link. I will. I wonder if you can just search it, if you just search Mornin' by John. Well, it comes up for me because I made it, but it's called Mornin' by John Boy, and I haven't updated it yet. But anyway, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, we can figure out if I'm doing it here or the house or I have both. Someone said, Is Wild Bill worth a read? If you like history. I mean, I, I, I've told a couple stories on here. Not all of them. I'm not just trying to give away the whole book. But I've, I've told a couple stories, and I, I find it fascinating. And uh, Clavin does a good job of not, not writing like a, like a history book. Like, he makes it really, really digestible and fun. And he, he tells you, like, here's the real history and here's, like, the legend that we can't prove, but it's a good story. So he, like, mixes both. Uh, he also he has a lot of books. Like, Dodge City is a good one, too. But I, I, I'm enjoying it. All right. I'm out. Playing this little song. Thanks for hanging out. Appreciate you. I'll see you on Monday.